1: The 5 Rings Podcast with Dwayne Rollins and Kevin Laramie on the Sports Podcasting Network. Follow us and listen to us live on Twitter at 5 Rings Podcast and like our Facebook page facebook.com forward slash sports podcasting network for more content.
2: Good day, good night, welcome to the 5 Rings Podcast. I'm Kevin Laramie joined by Dwayne Rollins as we have a look at Day 7 today, as we break down the competitions that took place in this 7th day of official competition. How are you today, doing?
0: I'm doing well, Kevin. It's really Day 9. We know that. There's I know, exactly. To start, but...
2: Then minus Day 2 and minus Day 1, you're freaking everything up, but you know, it's okay. Today, we're going to talk about a day that was kind of a bit of a quieter day heading into a big weekend. Saturday Sunday. We'll talk about it later at the show. Big events coming today, tomorrow, especially across the competitions. But uh, what really stuck out to me yesterday, Dwayne, is watching Canada play curling once again and being a bit disappointed. As we speak, Brad Gushu and Switzerland, well, Canada, Brad Gushu, and Team Switzerland are playing. It's in the seventh end. The last time I checked and it was 3-3, so we'll assume that it's going to stay that way. Jennifer Jones just lost its first game in her history of the Olympics. But it's not as easy as I expect. I've seen Canada make a lot of mistake, And yes, the fact that Canada did not have as many lead-up event all the way to the Olympics. Jennifer Jones famously mentioned that this was their first competitive game. The first one of the round robin since the trials the canada olympic trials this was their first competitive game so a few months without competitive games due to covid same thing for brad gushu but i'm kind of seeing and i don't want to paint a, a big uh a big problem here for the curling canada but seems like the rest of the world is catching up a little bit
0: uh, you, they have been for a while and, and look it, it's good and it's it's bad as a Canadian from, from our patriotic sort of sense here, but it, it's good for the sport. And I, I think that the, there's very few sports that I can think of that have benefited more from the Olympic participation than, than curling. It, it really is wonderful to see the progression of it and to see the doubles come into, which I talked a lot about, uh, you know, earlier in the week, obviously it was one of my favorite events. It is one of my favorite events there, but uh, look, they're probably going to be okay. Both these teams, they're both veteran teams. They'll, they'll figure this out. But you're right, the rest of the world absolutely is is there, there for the medals too. So so it's it's good to see and um but also, you know, I'm gonna put my Canadian hat on occasionally and, and, mm-hmm. and cheer them on.
2: Of course, Jennifer Jones lost her first game, but we'll keep an eye on the curling over the next few days because it's going to start to get very interesting over the next week or so in the curling tournament on the men and the women's side for the curling fours. Let's dive into our medals for day number seven. I'll start with my wood medal for today. My wood medal is a moment... And, you know, it's a controversy that's brewing in the Olympics right now. It's in the past, but it's starting to brew a whole lot. And it got me thinking, and I started looking at old footage and, and interactions or like thereof between those two. And, and, and there's definitely there something there. But Mark McMorris, he's from Canada. He finished third in the slopestyle competition, snowboard which was won by Mark uh, Max Barat, and the second writer was Su Yiming from China. And uh, footage has been, been analyzed and dissected, and one of the figures that Max Barrat did do was kind of like credited for a grab that he did that was actually not necessarily successful. And there's a brewing controversy there because... The Chinese would have got the gold medal, and then Mark McMorris is also not happy with the scoring at the Olympic Games in that event. And then it got me thinking, like, rarely do we see those two talk uh, to each other, about each other, interact. That there's, It's interesting how over the years, those two have had very parallel careers, but very rarely is there anything in between.
0: <laughs> fair, fair enough, and I mean, look—you can't rejudge something after the fact, in my mind. So, so let's move on from that. And there's another competition for them to to hit that hill with. And and I don't want to take away from what has been an absolutely brilliant snowboarding competition all around right now. I, I've loved every second of the snowboard, Kevin. It, it's, it's spectacular to watch. I, I, I look at these people with awe every time I watch it. They're like, how do they do that? Why would they do? Why would anyone throw themselves down and do the things they do? But I'm glad they do because it's entertaining. But uh, yeah, that's, a, that's an interesting sort of side plot that we can keep an eye on and, uh, and uh, see what happens.
2: What is your wood medal for day seven?
0: I don't want to criticize them individually. This is not about them, what I'm going to say here. Um, I'm going to give my wood medal to the depth of refereeing on the women's hockey games. And what I mean by this is if you you notice that it's usually Canadians and Americans reffing these things. Like there's other refs out there too from other countries, but it's just not deep enough. Like the, the quarterfinal that's happening as, as we talk right now between Canada and Sweden it has a Canadian referee on the lines. And you shouldn't have that in the Olympic level. You shouldn't, but they do. And they need to do more to, to create a greater level of depth in, in the sport. Um, we we don't talk about refs, right? We only talk about it when we, we don't like them. But we want them to um, be better. We want to to incru- increase the depth and to, to make it a, a more even playing field across the, the board for, for all the nations involved. And you don't want to see, you know, the same nation reffing and playing at the same time. It, it gives a bad sort of image out there, even yeah. though they're professional and they're going to, to oh, yeah. keep yeah.
2: And even if she tries, uh, I don't think she could give advantage to Sweden that would overcome the talent gap. You know what I mean? Because let's face it, uh, the second period just started and it's 6 nothing Canada. If you want a little update on that game live as we're talking about in the second quarter final of the day. Which the United States won their game last night. It was kind of interesting. Uh, before I head to bed, it was 1-1 between the, the Czech Republic, which is known in every single other competition as Czechia now, but in the Olympic Games, it's still the Czech Republic. Uh, it was on one when I went to bed, and I was kind of surprised that the Americans and, uh, had such troubles with Czech Republic, and eventually it changed. But yeah, the refereeing death is a good way to look at it, and of course... It doesn't really change anything when you can't stop the puck like Sweden right now. But, you know, it's a good idea. Uh, I'll continue my poutine medal, which is given to our favorite Canadian moment of the day or performance. Dwayne, for me, it's something that people will think is surprising. I'm giving it to a 14th place. I'm giving it to Marie-Michelle Gagnon, who finished 14th in the Women's Super G. But for her... This was not only a big accomplishment, but also a moment years in the making. This was our best performance at the Super G and the Olympic level. She had a DNF in 2014. In 2018, she was injured and she missed the rest of the season and she was very deep injuries. And she had a few difficult years and she had to work real hard at her age to come back to the Olympic Games right now. She's 32 years old and with that big injury and her life and the cycle, it was never going to be easy. Well, she made it back to the Olympic level. She made it back to the Olympic Games. She finished 14th in the Super G, which might seem not that great, but for her, it's her best performance in the Olympic Games. Outside of a ninth spot in the slalom in 2014, 14 is the best of the results she had, the best Super G result. It's also the best Super G result at a world level she had in her career. Before that, she had a 19th place in 2017. She had a sixth plate in 2021 in the World Championship. That tells you the level she came back to. Not only she came back from injury, she came back from injury to a higher level. And that's what we see with Marie-Michelle Gagnon. And she is my poutine medal for day seven.
0: And you know, setting yourself up to to have the other speed races later on in the in the Olympics too. So so yeah, you know what? I, I wish I could be fourteenth best in the world at something, Kevin. I, I really do. That would be amazing. Fourteen people in the world better than like that's that's pretty good. So yeah, hey, respect all of them. They're Olympians, right?
2: Exactly. Exactly. All right. You're Poutine for day seven.
0: I'm gonna give my Poutine medal to the entire Canadian women's hockey team. We we talk about them a lot we talk about them because they're so successful. They've been so dominant. Uh, you know, they have one big rivalry in the world. I think we don't give them enough respect though, because you know, I, all I talk about when I talk about women's hockey is what it needs to do better. I just did with my wood medal a minute ago. Right. So I just want to give them credit there. They've been, pretty damn fun to watch the, these games and and i think we're gonna get to see them well i suspect they're gonna hold on to the six nothing lead right now right so well especially see-
2: that it's a seven nothing okay? Okay. because the time we yeah. spoke that actually grew up and now they're back on a power play so it's gonna be the over soon
0: yeah was it seven and a half i i don't know anyway i, don't know, yeah, I didn't
2: check but it's it's gonna hit it
0: yeah it's a, it's a good bet every game to hit the over no they're just they're so fast. That's why the entire women's tournament is just so fast. It's the best hockey I've seen this year. Not a word of a lie. And it's just incredible to watch. And and I, you know, hopefully that U.S. Canada game happens. We'd we'd love to see the depth of the sport grow and all that. But just, it was such a fun game. I don't think I talked about it on the show. But it's it's yeah. I'm gonna giving my poutine medal to the entire women's hockey team. We'll probably talk about them again. They're probably gonna well they well win a medal. Let's let's see if it's gold. That's what we're coming down to.
2: Yeah, and as we speak, it's now 8 nothing for Canada. <laughs> <And> <laughs> it's just it's not even fun anymore. Uh, the Sweden goalkeeper is taking off her equipment, and she's going in. The, no, I'm just kidding. She, she's not quitting, but, you know, that's how it feels like it. All right, we can continue. Let's talk about my bronze medal. My bronze medal goes to the entire Japan half-pipe snowboard team on the men's side. When you look at the finals, Yeah, Americans are known to be really good. And there was three Americans in the final. There was two Australians. There were four Japanese. The gold medalist was a Japanese, is a Japanese. In the men's snowboard halfpipe final results, Hirano Ayumu won the gold medal. James Scotty of Australia, Scotty James, Finished second. Ian Scherer of Switzerland got the last medal in this competition. Sean White finished fourth in his final competition in his career. But the Japanese men's snowboard team as a whole is performing really well. Was able to get four riders in this final. It was a very big event. And I'm saying congratulations to the entire of the Japan halfpipe final.
0: That, very good yeah cat tip to Sean White too. 35 in that sport is, is you know might as well be 90 in that sport I, mean, I don't know how their knees do it at 25 let alone 35 but but yeah it's been so fun I mentioned this already in the show it's just an amazing competition to watch these guys go down the hill and and do it do it to the level that they do and you're right Japan has absolutely uh, been been amazing in this so, so that's a good medal altogether okay Kevin I'm going to go to my bronze medal now and it's a sport that I, everyone loves to watch it in this country. I was talking to you about it offline the other day, about how popular it is in Quebec. It's short track. And I want to give a, a hat tip to, to Hennie Demont, who is from Belgium. And she became the first person from that country to win a medal in the short track. It shows that that sport is growing and becoming more and more popular around the world. You see the Hungarians there doing good stuff. In addition to the, to the, you know, the Koreans who are actually are struggling in, in the Olympics so far. That's a, sport that they love there and just the traditional countries are getting pushed we talked about it with curling we'll talk about it here it's good to see and it's been fun to see and and that's my bronze medal uh it's right there to, to Mister
2: tomorrow all right perfect that's great let's continue i'll well, have my silver medal for day seven is to van der powell he is the new ten thousand meters men's short track, oh, sorry, long track, regular speed skating champion. He won the gold medal by 13 seconds. That's 13 seconds difference between his time and the silver medalist. It's like, it's, it's crazy difference. A difference when usually it's a couple of hundreds of a second, maybe 10th of a second if you're really dominating. Over 10,000 meters, he got 13 seconds. That's a lot. Congratulations to the Dutch, Vanderpool, because he's Dutch. But the last gold medalist was Dutch, but also Canadian and representing Canada in 2018. I'm talking about, of course, Blommen. But now Vanderpool is the new 10,000 meter gold medalist, and quite a performance by winning by 13 seconds ahead of the second best.
0: Yeah, world record. Twelve thirty-two ninety-five was that time, and that's a that's a world record. And it was an incredible skate. And spoiler, it's actually my gold medal. So uh,
2: perfect. <laughs> All right, get... well, let's just uh, continue then, and uh, g- quickly give you silver, so we can go there.
0: Um, my silver medal is going to go to the. I'm talking a lot about women's hockey today, and you mentioned it before that it was one-one going into the to the third period, and the U.S. did manage to win that game four-one. But I'm going to give my silver medal to the the Czech. Chechnya, uh, their Czech Republic, whatever they want to call themselves. So I'm giving their silver medal to the keeper, whose name is Clara Paslova.
2: Yeah, she's the best keeper in the whole tournament. Well, she was until she got eliminated.
0: Yeah, and, and she stood in her head, like stood on her head to make that a game uh, leading to the, into that third period. And, and, so after uh,
2: the first period, there was 18 shots on that by the U.S. And there was no goals. That's all. that tells you a whole lot.
0: Yeah, so absolutely. You know, look it's a team sport and all that and, and she's not going to win a medal but she is the best goalie in the in the tournament as you said and hopefully there's I don't know if they have all-star teams in the Olympics I don't know do they do best, I <laughs> best, say best the that, best World best
2: six yeah, they're yeah. the best now. I don't think that's a that's a thing. You know. Yeah,
0: yeah. My soccer was. There's a best goal, the...
2: There's a best goalie of the tournament, which we'll see if she's able to get it because the Canadian goalie uh, De Bien, is doing pretty well too. So. Yeah,
0: Did, have they scored again since we've uh, yes, it's mine. Nothing now. <laughs> okay. Yeah, they're definitely a
2: deal. I, I don't no. think. I don't think Sweden has a shot on that. I'm not sure, but uh, yeah, Sweden's not impressing anybody at this tournament.
0: Yeah, we talked about them earlier in the week about the wood medal there when I talked about that program how they won the silver medalists and, well, this the first time we did the show in 2014 they were the silver medalists and that was a big shock for them to beat the U.S. in that tournament but it's just been nothing but downhill since but, uh, you know, to get back on the positive uh, Preslova, yeah, it's a great game and uh, you can't always win it but because uh, she can't score like she couldn't go down the ice and score herself that would have been the only thing that would have made it better probably But uh,
2: then she would have got my gold medal for sure
0: there you go, yeah. Vanderpool's my gold medal is to, to to repeat that, and uh, th- those are my medals for today, Kevin.
2: All right. Well, let's talk about Vanderpool a bit more. Your gold medal, and that was a great skate and a world record, and the fact that you can just be 13 seconds better than than the other one is something I don't understand. Also, the condition have gotten better apparently, so the ice engineers at the ice ribbon were able to create a little faster ice. The ice was a bit too slow at the beginning of the Games. We have seen a couple of Olympic records at the beginning of the Games, but it took a while to start to see a world record type of pace. And it is part of the Olympic mantra to have conditions that a world record could be beaten because it's fun and it's spectacular. We've seen an improvement in the ice.
0: Absolutely, yeah. The the commentators for that race were blown away by that time. Like You could tell when you're watching like an Olympic champion talk about someone else doing something amazing in front of them and they're speechless at the end of the race, you know, something special happened. And it was absolutely an incredible performance to watch. And, you know, if you missed it at three in the morning, I don't blame you for getting some sleep, but you might want to check the replay out. Cause it's, it's, you know, the 10 K is it's a, a race about momentum and just, like, keeping a sort of rhythm, right? And and he just was pulling away throughout that entire race. It was incredible, the, the speed and the strength and the, the stamina that was out there. And, you know, higher, faster, stronger. Dude, these guys are pretty impressive, all these Olympians. I, I'm enjoying these games a lot.
2: And my gold medal for day seven is also a skater. It's also a Dutch skater. But I'm going on the women's side and on the short track. In 2018, the Netherlands got their first gold medal in a short track in their history. The regular speed skating, as as it is known, just speed skating, I guess, is a one of the biggest sports in the Netherlands. Like, everything stops when it's the 10,000-meter finals or anything. Like, everything is shown in, in schools and stuff. You know, it's so popular. Whatever like hockey and and baseball and, and, like, whatever sport you like in North America, it's similar. So, for them, when they... Always associate that success with long track, with speed skating. But now in short track, in 2018, Susanna Schulting got the first gold medal in the 1,000 meters. And this time around, she defended her gold medal just in front of the Korean. That's the same race that we saw Adia Fontana, the Italian, actually slip and fall and being disqualified in the final. Susanna Schulting winning her gold medal for a back-to-back olympic games
0: it, the world's in trouble if the dutch get good at the short track too so you know we're gonna just give all the medals away at that point to to holland yeah um yeah no the short track's been fun everything's been, it, i really am entirely impressed by these athletes and these games being able to produce the performances that they are Based on COVID happening and all that, that's going on in the world, like it's, it's incredible to me how successful and how competitive these games have been across the board. And like I said, sort of a pattern of the, all of my medals today is, is the depth. It's about depth. The world is just catching up. You know? And it's going to be bad news for us in these winter sports that we can't uh, maybe win as easily as we have in the past 10 years. But uh, that just makes it better. It makes it more fun when it does happen.
2: Yeah, exactly. And we uh, we can be grateful to just have it also because it could have been canceled just a few weeks ago. Who knows? It was, it was a dire moment for a while. We had the Olympic Games and they're pulling it off. And as of now, it's a great Olympic Games as an overall, I guess, uh, competition. Right now, the top five countries in the medals. We have Norway with six gold top, followed by Germany with six gold also really fueled by sliding sports they have done a clean sweep of the luge they're going to do well in the skeleton and other sliding sports too the dutch are third is sweden fourth and austria is fifth austria which has done well on the skiing side alpine and also a little bit good on the cross-country skiing aspect when we look duane at the results For today, we talked about it tomorrow on the schedule. We have a couple of important matches in the curling games. We'll continue to keep an eye on Canada. They need a couple wins, hopefully, and they can continue to maybe redeem themselves from the last games. That's what happens when you don't win a gold medal. There's a 10K men's biathlon tomorrow. Cross-country skiing also tomorrow. It is the 4 by 5 kilometer relay on the women's side. That will be... ...competed for a medal, we have a Skeleton, the women, it will be the final, so the heats and the finals on Saturday. Ski jumping, the men's large heel, starts on Saturday, something that I like to watch. Snowboard also will start the mixed team snowboard cross, fun event, Canada should be doing well there... ...with the young Eliot Grandin being very favorite to maybe bring Canada to the podium back again... And on the speed skating side, tomorrow is the men's 500 meters, the shortest discipline in the long track. The sprint on the long track, one of the big events, will take place tomorrow.
0: Yeah, uh, that's one of my favorite events in the Winter Games. It's uh, the fast events on the on the long track are awesome. I mean, the short track's fun, too. The, the 500 always seems so, in the short track, it's it's like all but start, right? It's like, I don't know, the, the 500... Uh, on the long track is, is it to me. It's kind of the equivalent of the hundred meter in the summer games in, in my mind. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to the weekend. The middle weekend of any Olympics is is, you know, it's my jam. So can't wait to get it going. It's Friday here. Gonna have a good one. Let's uh let's do this thing. Let's wrap this thing up then.
2: <laughs> we'll grab some sleep and we'll be right back on another edition of the five rings podcast for day number eight you can follow us on twitter at five rings podcast Dwayne at 24th minute myself at kev and you can find the podcast version of this show on our website sportspodcastingnetwork.com. everywhere you find your podcast and also you can find an audio version on our youtube page at youtube.com sports podcasting network as always until next time Enjoy your Beijing, good games, and good luck.